welcome to another episode of the Corrosion Journal interview series. My name is Sammy Miles, and I'm the Managing Editor-in-Chief of Corrosion Journal, AMP's peer-reviewed scientific journal. Today, we welcome Oladis Trocones de Rincon as our guest. Oladis was the founder and former director for 30 years of the Centro de Estudios de Corrosión at the Universidad Zulia in Venezuela, where she is currently an advisor. She is also a visiting scientist at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Thank you for joining me today, Oladis. No, it's a pleasure to have this opportunity. Send Sami to invite me. Well, to get us started, uh, tell me a bit about your background. How did you get into corrosion? Of course. Um, let me first uh, say that, the, that when I finished my chemical engineering career at the Universidad de Zulia, we call Universidad de Zulia LUZ, L-U-Z. I was presented with many job opportunities since I graduated at the time of the boom of petrochemical industry in the, in the country. And although we were the second group that graduated from chemical engineering in Zulia State, the first group only have two engineers. I am the first woman to wear this title in Zulia State. At that time, I received excellent advice from my dear friend and my professional father, as I call him, Professor Roberto Rodriguez. He was the director of chemical engineering school. And also I used to be the, his TA when I was an undergraduate student. Since to him, I decided to join Luz as a professor and came to the USA to study at the Oklahoma University, where luckily I also met an advisor who pointed me towards the area of Corozo, Dr. Carlock. Initially, I came to the United States to study polymers, but coincidentally, that subject was not open in that semester. And as my tutor, Dr. Carl Locke, handled both areas, polymers and corrosion, he suggested that I take first the corrosion course. Therefore, during that semester, I got a test of corrosion in the classroom and in the laboratory, since I supported my tutor by performing research in that area. At the end, Different reasons allow me to change the area of my doctoral thesis to corrosion. For personal reasons, I had to return to my country and conclude my research at uh, the United States with a master's degree. I finished my PhD studies in Venezuela in the area of fundamental and applied electrochemistry. When I returned to work at the university in Venezuela, Lose. I wanted to continue in the area, I, in the area that I chose when I joined the university by competition, which was unitary operations. But it was my friend, Professor Cesar Garcia, who was the head of the basic chemical engineering area at that time, who convinced me to start the corrosion field, research and education in the country. Since I was trained in the area and was new, this area was new in the country. This area already had its foundation in Luz, 
with a Professor Daniel Hernandez. He used to give a, a short course on a basic course on corrosion, but without any research. Then through UNESCO, we brought North American specialists to give extension courses. UNESCO even helped to us to have the first meeting of corrosionists in the country. In this meeting, we already began to try to form a group of researchers in the area of amorphic corrosion. And the group that was comprised of Professor Miguel Sanchez, Pedro Aragón, he from Argentina and myself, in the, our university began our arduous task of forming the corrosion laboratory, which we achieved on December 9th of 1977, a year after returning from the USA. From the beginning, we were convinced that a university professor and especially an engineering faculty should carry out all, not only teaching and research activity, but also activity with the industry. The latter would undoubtedly exchange the first two in such a way that teaching would be enhanced. That is how that year before the creation of the laboratory, I was able to be in Maraven, formerly Shell de Venezuela, exercising, exercising functions as a corrosion engineer, alongside my friend, Ingeniero, engineer uh, Alexis Fernandez, a corrosion specialist with a lot of experience with undoubtedly complemented my training in that area. Thus, we began our fight against corrosion, doing work related to the oil and petrochemical national industry. These were very hard, but very fruitful times. I remember that we had 20 students running their thesis and we had to take turns working in the small space of our 20 square centimeters laboratory. Some of the projects should be mentioned as, for example, the solution of a problem in the misuse of corrosion inhibitor in Lagoven, a project with a Cardone refinery to solve various problems related to inhibitors, cathode protection, among others. A lot of applied research, but also basic research was involved, since we did not solve only the problem, but also investigated the origin and mechanism of the failure. Later on, I took my sabbatical year and I spent, I spent it working as a corrosion engineer in the petrochemical industry, El Tablazo, in Venezuela, being the leader engineer in the evaluation of the electric plant during a maintenance shutdown, which undoubtedly increased my knowledge in internal corrosion. It was a very nice experience, really. On that occasion, my concern began with the, our majestic structure of the bridge of overlay Maracaibo, where one of the first projects carried out was related to the corrosion of the piles of the bridge over the lake. It was a project financed by Conicit 
now Fona City in Venezuela, and the National Science Foundation here in the US through the Oklahoma University, the one where I was, and Dr. Carlock was the, the, the person in charge of it here. This was the first project in conjunction with the University outside our country, where the first scanning electron microscope was secured in our university. We worked in the laboratory for more than 15 years, and it was in 1993 when we managed to move to the today Centro de Estudios de Corrosión, where we have a great and excellent group. 17 professors and two technicians. Today, we have more than 40 years of operation, currently interrupted by the social, political, economical situation in our country. Excuse me. It is important to indicate that the Centro de Estudio de Corrosión, which was recognized both nationally and internationally, won the Distinguished Organization Award from NACE International in 2019. In the mid-90s, we also began the master's degree in corrosion, unique in the America continent at that time. Today, we already have more than 80 magisters trained. In 2008, the doctoral program in engineering at uh, our university started where we had 30% of the total student in the engineering faculty. Currently, I am a visiting professor at the University of Texas in San Antonio, working in several projects related to reinforced concrete structures. Next to my beloved daughter, Professor Brandy Rincontroconis, fulfilling one of the greatest dreams in my life. That is, in short, Make a Thank you for sharing. No, that's fantastic. Um, I know you touched you. on this. You touched on this a little in the last question, but what are some of the different projects you've worked on during your career? Yeah, even though I have been developing research areas, especially in applied research solving problem in the national oil industry, is the one is more important in our country opening several lines of research at the Centro Estudio Corrosión. My main research areas are atmospheric corrosion and corrosion in report concrete structures. Therefore, I will summarize the contribution that I believe I or we, because it's a group, it's our group. We provided together with my group, of course, at the national and international level in these two research areas. A national level, my favorite project was the evaluation, rehabilitation of the bridge of the overlay Maracaibo. In 1994, we signed an agreement with the Sulia state government to assess, to assess it and define the best method for X-repair rehabilitation with successful results, generating all the specific protocols. I was the leader of this project. On the bridge, our group was able to enjoy all lessons we learned with this wonderful work. We left a great legacy to the PGRU, Puente General Rafael Urdaneta, we call it PGRU, P-G-R-U, 
Not only was the evaluation, diagnosis, and generation of all repair protocol of both the superstructure and the infrastructure, and also the cables, because it's a cable, uh, I can't remember the name, but it's a cable state bridge. But also all the information available in the country on the construction of the bridge. We also helped the government to build a museum of the bridge and many other words surrounding it. It is very sad for me that after so much work, today the bridge returned to the central government and the continuous corrective maintenance that it needs is not being performed. At international level, one of the first international program I was involved with since 1988 was the CITE program. It is a very successful ongoing program of cooperation in science and technology in the Ibero-American region that encourages cooperation in different fields from basic research to technological development and innovation. In the corrosion area, the subprogram 15, Corrosion Environmental Impact Material was approved. It was coordinated by our director, actual director, I don't know who is he, his new position, Dr. Leonardo Uller from Brazil. He was the director of the Latin American region, the last one where 16 countries have participated. Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Mexico, Panama, Peru, Uruguay, Portugal, Spain, and Venezuela. In the first project, MICAT, whose main objective was to create the atmospheric corrosivity maps in Latin America, it was coordinated at international level by Dr. Manuel Morcillo from Spain while I had the opportunity to co-coordinate for Venezuela. I have to point it out that the, the first meeting for this project was organized during the second Ibero-American Corrosion Congress in Venezuela, in Maracaibo, specifically, where I was the president. This event was supported by NACI International. In this project, a book was published containing not only the atmospheric corrosivity maps for carbon steel, zinc, aluminum, and copper of the 14 participating countries, but also all the necessary research to create, create them. Because of the variety of microclimates analyzed and the high corrosiveness of some of them, particularly in tropical environments, our environment, specifically in Venezuela, the result of this project helped the committee in charge of the ISO 9223 no? to increase its corrosivity, corrosiveness category from C5, very high corrosiveness, 80 to 200 micrometers per year, to CX, extreme corrosiveness, higher than 200 micrometers per year. With the result of the 72 test station installed in MICAT, our group in Venezuela developed a neural network to assess the carbon steel corrosion after the first year of exposure. Subsequently, in 1993, the Durant Network Durability or Reverse was created, which I had the opportunity to coordinate at the international level. With the participation of 10 countries, the main objective was to create a manual, a practical manual of techniques and procedures to inspect 
diagnose corrosion and reinforce concrete structure using the experience of the participating group. This manual is now a reference in the courses in the area of corrosion, given in our universities in Latin America. With more than 6,000 manuals being sold in Spanish and English, also NACE International made the last edition of this manual. After the end of MICAT and DURAR, the Patina and Duracon project and the Rehabilitar Network were born. The last one was coordinated international by Dr. Paulo Lene from Brazil, while I was the coordinator for Venezuela. In the first patina, anti-corrosive protection of material to the atmosphere, all existing organic and inorganic coating for carbon steel, galvanized, and aluminum were assessed. Again, a book was written, which at the end has a chapter for the selection of the type of coating to use, depending on the exposure environment. In rehabilitar, rehabilitation and protection reinforced concrete structure, a manual was also published, presenting rehabilitation technique, not only from a corrosion point of view, but also from a structural point of view, with many practical examples. In the Duracon project, influence of the action of the environment on the durability of river, where I had the opportunity to be the international coordinator, more than 45 test stations were installed in marine and urban environment. And their results after 20 years of assembly have contributed to the generation of durability standards in our countries and many publications. One of them even won the award for best published paper in the Corrosion Journal in 2017, remember? Mm -hmm. More recently, in 2009, the Prevenir Network was created prevention of pathological problems in concrete structure, no longer by CTED, but by Xi'an project. Xi'an is an inter-American collaboration on materials. And it was coordinated by Dr. Pedro Castro from Mexico, and I was the coordinator for Venezuela. This network also published a book providing guidelines on how to prevent pathological problems during the design, construction, use, and repair, rehabilitation, reinforced concrete structure with specific practical examples. As you can see, there is a lot of collaboration projects and therefore networking between the professionals in the Iberoamerican countries. That's great to hear. So out of all of these, out of all of these projects, um, what was your favorite? I know you mentioned one of them that you really enjoyed working on, but are there yeah. other favorites or? Yeah, as you saw, I have several because the, the one I show was just some of them. But my favorite is the, my experience in the, uh, in the bridge is unforgettable. Due to not only the great experience we had here in evaluating reinforced structure, but all the students that gained a lot of knowledge working in the evaluation and research that was performed to find the best corrosion control method for all the parts comprising the bridge. At the international level, I enjoyed all the projects in the CTEP program, especially those where I was the international coordinator. But more recently, I am also involved in an Iberoamerican association we call Alcompat, 
is the uh, in in Spanish is Latin American Association Patología for in uh, Patología la construcción is a uh, um, Latin American Association for um, uh, Pathologies in Construction something like this. Where in 2015, I was selected as the education director. We developed a program to certify, not just the technician to evaluate reinforced concrete structure, but the specialist on the evaluation repair of such structure. I am very excited about this program. It is running now and is very successful. So what are some of the similarities and differences between the research projects you've had in Venezuela and those in the U.S.? In my opinion, there are a lot of similar, similarities in how research is conducted. A difference is the limited funding available in Venezuela for research. Even since 1977, when the Corrosion Laboratory is in Venezuela started, this led to a significant development of the student skills to do a lot with so little. In addition, the access to peer reviewer journal and books was and is now more limited. A lot of time we have to ask for help outside the country to obtain our bibliographical resources, but we reach it all the time. <laughs> we don't stop because of it, but it's not easy to do it. I think this is, in short, what I think about this. The rest, I think, is similar. Now okay. I am working here, and I see that. That's here is easier to do research, <laughs> much easier to do the research. Yeah. So, do you have any advice for women working in the corrosion field? Of course, I do. I have three advice for women working in the corrosion area or in any other field, especially in the early career. First, find a mentor, a good mentor or group of mentors. It is very important for the achievement of the goals that you set yourself for success, to have a person to guide you and with whom you can share your experiences and concerns, and to have a guarantee that their advice will better prepare you for what lies ahead. Second, do not miss the good opportunities. Sometimes they do not come around again. Remember that. Third, true. Share, share your ideas, research with other group professionals. This, this will enrich you from every point of view. I am going to share with you some of my own successful experiences on, the, on his, this matter. Many of the projects that we carry out were born from that interaction between different groups, professional, that we met in some event, especially the nice event. And we interchange idea to generate this project. I remember when I was selected as the International Coordinator of Turar Network. By chance, it was in the, a meeting between Dr. Leonardo Uller, Dr. Carmen Andrada from Spain and myself in a nice international conference. And from that meeting, I was selected. 
also we 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 talked to the other people from other country but they were the the one has to decide finally i want to tell to the woman that woman that within this mixture of values that shapes global society a woman engineer as any other woman cannot be wrong to fully define her objective which are framed within the same principles that have governed us since a time and must be cultivated with greater dedication and professionalism, which is the family, a family. Family is my greatest treasure and my greatest love charm in this life. This is the most important thing that we must have in our minds since it is our greatest support to be able to carry out our personal and professional activities successfully. When everything I have received from my family passes through my mind, I dare to tell my student that the family is the seedbed that shapes the personality in the individual. One of the values that more strongly intervenes in the success of any activity that a human being decides to perform. I like that. Thank you. Um, before we sign off, let's do a few rapid fire questions so that our listeners can get to know you a bit better. So to start with, who is your hero or your mentor? Yeah, my heroes and my mentors are different. My first heroes were my parents. And now my husband, also my children, also my <laughs> leader heroes. No leader, now all of them are <laughs> women and men. In relation to my mentors, I have several. Dr. Jose Ferrer was my advisor in getting the chemical engineering degree. In Venezuela, we have to have a thesis to get the chemical engineering degrees. And he was my advisor in my thesis. Professor Roberto Rodriguez guided me and suggested me, as you heard, to stay at the Universidad del Zulia and compete to be a professor instead of accept a job at the petroleum and petrochemical industry. He knew that I deeply enjoyed to perform research and teach. I was his teacher assistant in his classes at the university. When I got a chemical engineering degree, I had a lot of, a lot of job offers from the, this industry. I have to point out that at that time I graduated, I was the beginning, it was the beginning of the petrochemical industry in the country. I also have to tell you that the way a professor in our country begin to work at the university is different than here in the USA. A edu educator can enter in the university as an instructor information and during this time, the person has a mentor and training on how to teach, but also how to finish his her master degrees in the specific area chosen. In my case, my mentor motivated me to come to the USA to enroll in a graduate program, and I choose to study at Oklahoma University, where I found another mentor, Dr. Carlock. As I said before, he was one the one that introduced me in the area of corrosion. At first, 
I had a scholarship from the University of Zulia to come to the US to get the PhD, but in the area of polymer, as I said at the beginning. But Dr. Lott convinced me to change from polymer to corrosion. And since then, I fell in love with corrosion. Maybe, Sammy, you are wondering why polymer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we had the, the boom in the petrochemical industry. But besides, when we graduated, one of my best friends, now Dr. Felix Polaska, and I decided that when we went to specialize in some area, we would do in eating polymers because we think it was the future of materials. That's why. Okay. He went to Germany to do his PhD in this area, and me and I came to the U.S. Now, uh, Dr. Polaska is one of the scientists at National Laboratory here in the U.S. in polymer area. You know, <laughs> and I am no scientist here, but I am a professor at the university in the area of corrosion. Let's do, let's do one more. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Yeah. Injustice. I can stand injustice. Mm -hmm. Particularly when the work done is not recognized or when problems that are identified and measured for example, for rehabilitation of a structure like the bridge, that I provided all the information and those are not followed, leading to failures that could be avoided. This latter one is an injustice for the community. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. that is a major problem when you put in the work and then they don't follow through with it and it's not used. Yeah, and it happens everywhere. The injustice is in, incredible, how we need to handle it because it's very important. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if any of our listeners want to get in touch, what is the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, it can be through my Gmail. I, I have a Gmail, uh, it's uh, Oladis, O-L-A-D-I-S, uh, T, dr.gmail.com. Okay. Okay. And also I have a, um, an institutional mail. Uh, it's oladis.troconis and then a dot, a dot, gmail, uh, utsa.edu. <laughs> Okay. You understood. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. understood. <laughs> and and we'll go ahead and we'll post that with the episode so that people can see it there as well if they want to um, look it up later. Of course. I'll be glad to do it. Excellent. And thank you again for the invitation. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And with that, I'm Sammy Miles and I'm here with Olares Trocones de Rincon. And thanks for listening to another episode of Corrosion Journal's interview series. If you want to learn more about the journal, make sure to visit corrosionjournal.org. You can subscribe to AMP Podcasts if you haven't already on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the major distributors. 
And you can also find all episodes of AMP podcasts on amp.org. That is A-M-P-P dot O-R-G. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.